a lifetime of indoctrination. So busy fighting with each other that we never look up and realize we're getting fucked. We're the only one in the universe that has free will. We are born free and we will stay free. You guys know better than me out. Damn, you want the whole notepad and everything. The Female Myron over here. He would have been like, what are you writing over there? Can I get a notepad too? Shit, I'm writing shit. <laughs> you saving shit for later? I'm saving shit for later. Aha, uh-huh, so you said this stupid shit. I'm going to get you back at this later. Definitely not fresh. Fresh fresh is quiet. It's not like a knock. Why, why, why is that a bad thing? Fresh is the better one. I would rather be fresh than Byron. Right? Fresh is my, my boy. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Free Will. This is Tony Scardino. Today, we have a very special guest. He is a fitness trainer, bodyguard, uh, D1 wrestler, and a man of God. Welcome, Arthur O'Neill. What's up, guys? <laughs> um, tell them more about yourself and more about what you do. Um, yeah, so I bodyguard celebrities, rich people. Um, I train, I guess, a couple influencers. Um, yeah, and yeah, that's what I do in Miami for my job, and that's it. Okay, how did you get to Miami, and how did you get into bodyguarding? Um, random. So I, I grew up in Florida. I grew up in Broward, but uh, I never bodyguarded. But one day, I, I wrestled in college. So one day, uh, they asked me to bodyguard a YouTuber, and I was like, I didn't even know YouTubers made enough money to like hire a bodyguard, but they offered me a lot of money to do it on the weekends. So I said, sure. And then next thing you know, it turned out to be like this guy, Steve, will do it. And I just went from there and started bodyguarding a lot of other celebrities, rich people, and kind of how it happened. Just took off. Yeah, and I had to move to Miami, obviously, because it's where everyone lives. And clearly you were super into fitness already, being a wrestler. Well, the wrestling background helps because it's a fighting style. And it's good because, you know, when you bodyguard people, everyone always thinks you have to be tough and want to fight. But the truth is, if you get into a fight, they're not going to sue you. They're going to sue your client. So wrestling allows me to, if God forbid something happens, I can control them without inflicting any really serious harm, which means they can't sue, but it protects my client. Yeah. Are your hands registered? <laughs> nah, not yet. <laughs> yeah. So, dude, Steve will do its body, right? That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. So give me your most, like, maybe the most insane, the most dangerous moment you had with Steve um yeah uh we went to the dr uh dominican republic and we went to the like the hood in the dominican republic which is like extra extra dangerous like I, people don't realize that we live in america and even the bad areas here are nice areas in other countries and we went to the worst area of the dr and he started handing out a lot of money <laughs> yeah that's that was a lot of work that day because <laughs> well we had two police officers with machine guns and they ended up not being of any help and uh, people don't realize when you're poor in other countries, you're really poor and hungry. And yeah. that was my worry was that they were going to try to hurt us. So I was very, very careful and was always trying to pay attention to any potential, you know, craziness. Has anyone seemed like negatively violent towards him where they genuinely want to see harm or danger towards him? Or is it usually just kind of craziness of fans? Yeah, it's just craziness with fans. Like, no, I don't think anyone actually hates Steve yeah, that's what I was saying like it's more like just fans love him like and he's really good with them he always wants to like take pictures like sometimes I try to drag him away uh because it just becomes like a mob but no nah, like he's he never has issues it's just more the issue of just making sure there's not one guy in the crowd that's going to reach out and snatch his chain you know because you put if 20 people pull up maybe one of those guys just sees a, a, a dude with a bunch of jewelry on and that's more my worry in those situations yeah. not so much someone's going to inflict violence but that they're going to try to rob him yeah. So what Steve will do it comes, you know, you call him Danny, I call him six nine. What's it like working with him? Uh yeah, like it's uh it's unique. Like he's super famous, is probably the most famous person I've worked for. Um I mean he's not only a, an artist in English, he's an artist in Spanish, so he gets a very big demographic that a lot of artists mm-hmm. themselves wouldn't get. Um, and obviously it's not very like, so it's obviously a challenge of making sure when you're going places to really pay attention for actual threats, like people with guns, stuff like that, because unfortunately, you know, he, he has a lot of enemies. Um, but him as a person, he's actually a cool person. Yeah. Um, always treated me good. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Do you guys have other bodyguards, or is it just? Um, with Steve, it was just me, twenty four seven. Like, not, like I wasn't with him twenty four seven, but whenever he needed me, he could call me yeah, whenever he wants. Yeah, like, uh, hey, we're filming. Hey, we're going out. Hey, Steve and his family were always great to me, so I would try to do as much as I could outside of it because some days we wouldn't do anything, and what they were paying me was awesome. So if he needed help, he has a, a gym in his penthouse. I got the equipment. I I got it set up so it looks nice. Um, yeah, those type of stuff. So yeah. So clearly, you know, you have a pretty fearful job. Um, is there anything that you do fear? Like physically? Uh no, you could you could say both, physically and spiritually. No, nah, I'm not afraid of anything physically. Like I'm not trying to sound like a tough guy, but like I've wrestled since I was six. Um, I, I still train wrestling, I box, like when it comes to physical like ability, I'm not worried about yeah humans in general. Um, unless I have a gun, that's a different story. Yeah. But uh, no, not physically. Okay. Like obviously, yeah. Like I'm, I'm religious, so I, like I make sure I'm trying to be good with God. Yeah. Um, that would probably be the only thing. Like. Would you say you? That's interesting, though. Would you fear God? Yeah, because you don't want to like upset him. You know, you don't want to do the wrong things because he's he's always watching. Like I know it's a weird thing to hear. Like someone's looking at everything you do, but. It, it's true, right? Um, yeah. Whatever you believe in, there's someone watching you. Um, yeah. And for me, it's it's Jesus. So, like, when I do things, I try to do always – I'm not perfect. I do things wrong a lot. But I try to, for the most part, do right things because at the end of the day, when I die, I'm going to be judged for everything, right? So okay. that, to me, is very important, making sure I'm being the best version of myself because the fear is to go to hell, right? Like, that's yeah. eternal damnation. So, yeah, I'm afraid – not so much of God, but of the consequences of disobeying him. Yeah. I guess uh, on free will, what I talk about is like, I think in the Bible, we lose the metaphor that God is within us. You know what I mean? So I feel that a lot of people, they have this fear of, oh, like of this like external source. You know what I mean? Where the devil is going to get me or God's going to like judge me. But if, if we were to look at the Bible and read it in a different way and see like the metaphor of it, of oneness, God's within mm -hmm. us you would see it as the devil is myself, God is myself. So am I satisfying God? I'm really satisfying myself. So no, this is like more within than more without. Cause yeah, like the devil's out to get me. And I'm like, yo, that kind of creates a little bit more fear mm -hmm. than needed, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, I, I agree with what you're saying in some aspects. Like yeah. I didn't, until I became more spiritual recently, like I didn't realize God is within you, like called the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And when you can tell when someone's like very spiritual, an actual genuine good person, you're naturally drawn to them. And I believe that's what that Holy Spirit is. Yeah. And then I also agree with what you're saying about the devil, like being within us, yeah. because if you notice things that are actually good for you biblically, like being devout, being loyal, praying, they fill you. Yeah. Exactly. And then things that are sins, like too much alcohol, too much drugs, too much of a sexual partners. Exactly. It's an empty, unfulfilling glass. Yeah. You can drink from it all the time and you'll never be satisfied. So I agree with that in those aspects because you can physically and literally feel it because when you do certain things that aren't good for you religiously yeah. or spiritually, you're like, man, I need more. I need more because it's not satisfying. But then when you do the right things, it is satisfying. It's, it fills you. Yeah, no, and I love that you say that because the way I even word that is what you put out there the universe will just give it back yeah. to you so yeah if you're a good person you're genuinely gonna have good karma or whatever you want to call yeah. it like god's gonna you know reward you so and i think there's a lot of ideas in just like a lot of different societies that have that basic morality of dude just be a good person man you know what yeah. I mean? it's gonna benefit you in the long run whether you die you know in, in, while you live whatever the case mm -hmm. what you. So I saw a clip and I saw a clip of you talking about when you accepted Jesus Christ in your life when you were sitting there in church. Yeah. But my curiosity was what brought you to God in the first place? Like what got you into church? Um, well, I've always believed in God. Like it's not like ever been a thing, but I would never like I barely I was just one of those people that said, yeah, I believe in God. Right. I believe yeah. there's something above us, but I never did anything. Didn't read the Bible. I didn't pray. If I did pray, it was once in a while, and it was usually a selfish prayer. Yeah. Um, uh, a couple of years ago, I got into a relationship, and, you know, like, you try to, like, make whoever you're with happy, so you do their things. And this girl wanted to go to these things on Friday nights. That was, like, a church group. You got well with people. 
and you talked about God, you hung out with people and they said, oh, let's go to church. And, you know, like when you're starting a new relationship, you're doing everything to impress them. So I was like, all right, well, I believe in God. Let's go. Fuck it. You know? Um, and so I wasn't going for the right reasons because I was like, ah, like I was one of those people who goes, oh, church is just not necessary. God is God. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I always tell people like after all this happened, I got so close to God, not because, not because of her, but because like when you're seeking him, like it inadvertently brings you to him, even if it's not your intention, even if your intention is just like, say you're going to church, to pick up someone or you're trying to do a press a girl, whatever the situation, eventually, because you're in those situations, even if you're not open into it, it somehow just pulls you in. Yeah. So that's kind of what happened to me. And it, when it, it, it pulled me in so strongly that it got to a point where then I was the one that wanted to go to the services. I was the one that yeah. wanted to do that stuff. Not not to impress her, but that's because I, I started feeling so strongly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then, so then the day you did decide to accept him, would you consider that almost like an awakening? Uh, it was a crazy experience. I'm not like an emotional person. Like, I don't cry. Like, I'm not trying to sound like a tough guy. Like, But that moment was so powerful. Like, like I said, like, I, after that moment, I realized the Holy Spirit's a real thing because what I was feeling in that moment wasn't just like me crying. My body was on fire. I was shaking. Yeah. Like even talking about it still like it's very an emotional thing because I remember that feeling and I never felt that in my life. And I guess that's what I've been trying to dissect recently is because even with the topic of free will, right? So I feel like when people argue free will, it's hard to argue for free will with a non-free willer because there's almost like that dissect almost like the awakening moment where you said you felt this like holy spirit like you have this almost like this like knowledge and understanding and it's hard to almost communicate that with the other end when they haven't had that feeling yet you know what i mean and so many people i mean throughout decades around the world they have this enlightenment this awakening this feeling of the holy spirit so it's like you know what I mean? It's how, do you, yeah. how do you have the argument? How do you have the conversation on the other end where it's like, no, free will is real because we, you know, we feel it. We just know it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So the thing I've learned is, is that I feel like I, I don't try to make fun of people's things on the, the zodiac signs and crap, but like yeah. it just teaches you that like you're incapable of change. You know, like it's like, oh, I'm I'm this way because I was born on this month. Yeah. It's like. No, you're like you're capable of whatever you want to be. If you want to be, a, it's like setting your destiny. Yeah, like your for you're, you're like it's like a self fulfilling prophecy. So if you believe something strong enough, that's what you are. Like, oh, I cheat because I'm a Scorpio. Like, yeah. no, you cheat because that's what you are. Like, you can change that. Like, oh, like I'm not, I'm shy because I'm whatever a Libra. I don't know what the things are, but mm -hmm. it's not that you, you're believing this so much that you're accepting this as your box, right? Yeah. That is totally the danger, I think, in looking too much into that stuff, for sure. Yeah, and, like, I, like I think with, yeah. like, other people, it's just, I try to, like, like, hey, like, if you believe it, it's cool, because, like, I don't judge people's beliefs, but you're just setting yourself in a box. Yeah. And it's, like, what are you doing? Like, you're, you're so you, you're incapable of change, and you're not going to better yourself, and whether you believe in God or not, your goal in life every single day should be to be a better version of yourself. It doesn't mean just in the gym. It doesn't mean like financially it means in every aspect you should become a better person like you should always be evolving the person you are today in 20 years should be a completely different person in a better way okay like, yeah i will say though just in maybe just generally in my experience people that i've met that if they're like more astrology based they're more like spiritual so they have some type of they believe in something but then there really is that they the distinct population where they they have no faith in anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? They just don't even, they think it's like no purpose. Well, that's what, this is life. That's why society, like I, like I always say to people like, and if it's political or not, sorry, but like, mm -hmm. I feel like society's become so terrible and it's because of a couple of reasons, a lack of discipline in the home. And it's not the parents fault. Everyone's always keep saying like, it's the parents fault. Um, from the time I was a kid and I'm not like old, I'm 30 from maybe like the, the next generation below me, yeah. it was wrong to discipline your kid. And when you have a kid grow up like that without discipline, without religion, without a base of moral compass, they grow up to be terrible people. And what do you have now? You have a you have a group of people that have no identity. That's why we have all these weird terms and things that are like they the yeah. like listen, I'm I'm not against whatever you want. If you're not harming anyone, it's your right as an American to be what you want. If you think you're a dog, cool. But it's my right to tell you that you're insane. Yeah. 
because that's what it is. Um, but this goes back to the home and what the world is changing into. When you lose any sort of moral compass and discipline, you turn to this craziness that we're in now. Yeah. And I think one of our biggest problems is the separation of just people, you know what I mean? If you look at the trans movement, it caused just another group of separating people. Of, well, I believe this and you believe this. And if you don't believe this, then you're, you know what I mean? It's something to do with separating us. So I guess my question was, is how do you think society could become less separated? Um, being less offended, uh, that's pretty much what it is. When I was growing up, I think we were probably the healthiest as a society. Like, I know everyone talks about racism and all this stuff, but um, we grew up saying whatever we wanted to everyone, and there was no fear of cancellation, and I never felt different than any other person. Yeah. Uh, I feel more ostracized as a, like a white man now than I did when I was 12 years old because everyone I was friends with didn't matter what they were. We were just cool and we'd make fun of everyone. It didn't matter what you were. It wasn't an attack on you in a serious way. We just talked crap and that's what it was. And I think that when you get away from telling people like, hey, you can't say certain things because you're going to offend everyone. Here's a newsflash. If you say anything to anyone, there's a high chance you're offending them or someone in their family. It's just a fact. So yeah. why does this matter? It's a word. And it goes to another thing. Most Americans, if they are offended by words, they should try getting punched in the face. Because after you get punched in the face once, yeah, you're going to be okay with someone calling you a mean name. Yeah, well, we don't even, yeah, we don't have, like, further consequences anymore. It's just all nurturing. Just that we just have a very soft society and people don't look at history and they look at why history repeats itself. We're the Roman Empire. It doesn't matter what you believe. The Roman Empire didn't fall because of anything other than themselves. They got a weak society. They taught the men to be soft. They hired out their warriors to mercenaries who eventually invaded and conquered them. And that's where we're going. We have weak leaders, we have feminine men, and we're hiring, we're gonna have to source out our military because now we have our military getting weaker to be more PC, which is crazy. It's a job where you kill people and you're telling them they have to watch what they say. I want the most terrible human beings. Wait, hold up, I didn't know this. Yes. Hold up, go back with that. The military is now being- like Political correct. Yes, it's political correctness. You can't, you have to say a certain thing, um, you have to accept people's certain traits. You have to, they're more worried about words and feelings than they are about killing human beings. And that's what their job is. And it's crazy to me. Yeah. And that's why I tell people, and I mean this in the most respect, my grandfather fought World War II. We are the badasses of the world, but we're not anymore. Yeah. Um, and it's because we became a bunch of pussies. And it's the truth, like, especially when I go to other countries and I see how the men are in those countries. I'm like, man, I want to live here because... At least here you get to be a man like you can be what you want like here it's like man no one's gonna fight you the man's gonna stand on what he believes in and defend his belief and defend his situation and here everyone's soft everyone's not a man anymore like and even when they say they are I, there's so many guys that i see that are like girls ain't shit this ain't shit i'm a real man it's like how are you a real man what, what makes you a real man and then they can't give me a straight answer and i'm like you so you're not really a real man you're just complaining about everything else yeah. and it's just the society that we live in now. It's just women who say that they're independent women. They're not they're just going out at night and they have a sugar daddy. Doesn't make you an independent woman. Um, someone's paying your bills. Hey, I'm but an independent woman. You, well, unless you, if you don't have a sugar daddy, then you are. But like the problem I'm saying is, is that we're so confused as a society of like, like dudes think they're the alpha males and then girls think they're these like strong women and they're both 98 percent of all of them are not it's like all such a big character on yeah. Both ends. yeah i totally agree and i guess leading off that and going off of when i was talking about separation of man female and now this how you're saying you know society's weak i guess that leads into why we have the rise of the red pill right yeah um so man you are friends we you know we have mutuals where you're friends with fresh yep i've been on the podcast a few times what are your thoughts on the red pill and what's going on right now so i'm going to say this clearly there are only a few of those guys that i think are actually saying things and they're actually right and then there's guys who just saw a movement and they're not even men they're just exactly what i'm talking about they're the guys that say that they're the alpha males they're the badasses they're tough they get women, blah, 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 blah. And I can I can see in person that they're 
nothing. They're not men, but they'll complain about women. They'll go and fight and get their asses whooped um, by nobodies. And uh, but they'll sit on a podcast and tell them how they're the alpha males. Such a what do you call it when you uh, when you secretly diss someone? Is it a sub? Back in, that's not a backhanded comment. There's no compliment there. You were saying guys will talk all guys will talk the talk and they'll go out there and they'll walk along. Like I said, that like there's some guys that I think, for example, like the Tates obviously started this whole red pill movement, right? Um, I believe that that's who they are. They're genuine guys. I think a lot of what they said was taken out of context, but I do believe that like they were just trying to do what they believed was the right thing because it is true. We were supposed to be brought up a certain way as men, and he sees he sees the same thing that I think most real men see, which is men aren't shit. Society's failing. Like men are soft. They're pussies. They don't know how to provide. Um, and then they're sitting here being abusive to women, disrespecting women. And he's right. But then unfortunately you get these fake guys that come out. They saw that this was a wave. So they decided to ride the wave. And some of them I have no respect for. Um, you can't talk about that. You ha believe in a certain religion and you're not religious and it's just for clout. You can't act like you're some athlete and fighter when you just post a picture for social media, just to say that you pretend that you were at the gym instead of doing some other left liberal type of thing. When you just go to the gym for a picture, you can't go say that you're a tough guy and get your ass whooped by like dudes smaller than you, which is crazy. And then talk about some inappropriate stuff just to get clickbait. Like some people are talking about like children and underage stuff, and that's just crazy to me. Um, and also, how are you a man if like you do drugs? Like I don't, I don't really like. Yeah, you can't. Well, so to okay, I'll hit a few points that you made. First point is I think it's unfortunate for the Tates because I feel like. There's this trend on the way to gain a voice in an audience is you have to do something crazy. Mm -hmm. You have to do something controversial to you know, get that traction. And I think the plan with, with them was, man, we have to gain a really big audience. And it worked. He's yeah. the most Googled man. And we have to figure out how to spread this message by doing that. And I think it definitely, it's, it's tough to balance that out is how do you get all of that social media attention while also saying something positive and good. So you have to like mix it. And I think he got a little bit frazzled with that. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's a hard job. And I think right now when you listen to Tate, he is bringing back that message and saying, I'm going to, you know, word it in a different way, the same thing, but in a different way. Right. Well, cause he built his following, but I think also like it's, it's the side we're in. We have to say off the cusp shit in order to make a name, right? You can't just be a normal guy. If he was just sitting there like, so guys, I think as a man, you should provide and you should work hard and you shouldn't complain. He's like, no, you guys are pussies. You need to work hard. Stop complaining about life. Life is hard for men. Stop being a pussy. And he said it like that and people are like, oh shit, that's crazy. But I don't think he was aware that his stuff was gonna be taken so out of context to where people, and I know so many girls who were like, oh, I fucking hate Andrew Tate. And then after actually going and listening to the full stuff, it's like, it's like most girls, and I don't care who you are, most girls want a guy that's gonna lead a relationship. Most girls want a guy that's gonna provide for them and protect them. Like, that's not like a crazy misogynistic thing to say. It's a, it's a normal thing that's been done for thousands of years. It doesn't mean a woman can't have a job. It's just that she, we're trying to work hard so that she doesn't have to have that job. It's just, if she wants to work, that's, that's going to make her happy. Cool. But if it's not, then don't, because that's our job. Yeah. Our job is to have all this shitty stuff thrown on us. That's why we're men. And it's not a knock. Like when a kid's born, men, women are a billion times more equipped to handle that. It, yeah. <laughs> we all have our own shit. Like I always tell people, like, it's not nothing wrong with being the man in the relationship. And there's nothing wrong with being the woman in the relationship. We yeah. both have our superpowers exactly. and it doesn't make one superior to the other because one makes money and the other one doesn't the other one has to raise a human being that's incredibly hard yeah he was saying it caught people's attention because he was you know holding a lot of truth and value in society and health and you know a lot of different aspects and i think all of these like what you were saying these fake top g's they're like looking at his platform and saying oh we got to do that we got to stick to that like, message that got the that that got the platform you know what i mean and they're like holding on so hard to this like, hardcore message that he wasn't even trying to portray and it's what's getting them really the views but it's there's no value into it it's like what, really what are you guys he got all the value not just because he said off the cusp shit but because he really was what he was saying right 
no matter what people can think of him or not think of him the genuinity if that's a word yeah. is is him like he is well, that guy yeah a lot of these guys the problem is that they'll say all this stuff and then they're like oh i'm i'm a badass and then get slaughtered in a fight or oh i'm very religious and then they'll go out and show that they're not and i'm not saying because you're religious you can't fall but like when it's an act to get clout like i think it's a, the worst thing um meanwhile that these guys were promoting the message and i feel bad for them because this falls on them and when they do stupid shit it's like oh look what they created you know they didn't create that they just like they people see an opportunity they try to ride it right and unfortunately you get the the pretenders well dude they had that video that came out and you know i'm here and you saw them so i'm gonna bring it up they had that video that came out where sneeko was at the mall and did you see it he was at the mall and these three little boys probably i don't know maybe 12 13 came up to him and they were like sneeko sneeko fuck women fuck women fuck yeah. women and sneeko was like whoa i didn't teach you that like smiling and it's no but like you know you did yeah no. and, but that's think there's value in your message when clearly you know that there isn't you know what i mean and you yeah. showed it in that little snippet and i don't know what his comeback to that was but no what i mean it's because he, he like let's be real like he probably didn't get girls or anything before he got some level of credibility i mean look at him he's like my height and he's 130 pounds um so he sits there and he he just probably always like women aren't shit women aren't shit so now he has a platform to say it and now he has little kids coming up to him. That's the point. Like now you have little 12 year old kids who are thinking the same way. And it's because you have terrible people like this who never, ever said this, but like, that's, that's the type of people they are. They're just weak guys. They grew up weak. They're not, they're, they were never tough guys. They were never men, but they just saw an opportunity. And I'm not hating people who try to build an idea. Like I understand some, sometimes fake it till you make it. But when you're building your whole persona around something, you're not, that to me is crazy. Like I don't mind people fake flexing till they make it i'm cool with that i don't mind that type of stuff but like when you're building a whole persona you're like i'm a tough guy i'm a fighter i'm strong i'm a man this this and this and and you've never been any of those things and i'm not knocking him like i'm 30 and i didn't come to a lot of like yeah you learn and you grow, exactly right? like i didn't become so like when you're young you're selfish right like you're very into yourself so like i'm not knocking someone because like I, 22 year old me cared about my things and didn't take care of anyone like when i was a kid right as you mature you learn these things but my whole persona wasn't built around a fake ideal like the person i am is who i am like it's not what i if i build cloud or not cloud it's not it's not about that it's about who i am and staying true to myself you know women aren't shit and they have this persona against women and that we're delusional but then it's you want five girlfriends so women aren't shit but you want five of us around you at all times so you're so thirsty to have so many women and you have this lack of respect for us so it's like confusing so my experience guys who are usually the thirstiest or want something outrageous is because they usually never got like a healthy amount of girls uh this is my opinion I, I mean i've just seen it like the people i usually see that are the most thirsty are the ones that aren't drinking right yeah um and <laughs> i always and i and i also think like when you're when you're talking about you want five girlfriends i'm sure you can get it but I, it goes to the same thing like if you want five girlfriends understand all five of those girlfriends don't care about you like they only care about the position you can put them in they might like the comfort you give them financially but the minute your shit drops, they're out. And yeah. I'm, if you want those kind of women in your life, that's cool. That just goes to the person you are that you don't want a solid woman by your side. And I, it goes to your character. Because if you think that you're going to be okay with having five girlfriends who don't love you, they're just telling you what you want to hear because you're paying them. They're not happy. They don't love you and vice versa. Then that's what's going to happen. The minute shit goes bad, you're going to lose all five. You're going to be alone and you have no one by your side versus you would have had one solid girl who cared about you, who, who was whatever, you can get a bad solid girl that those exist and just, Hey, shit goes bad. They're like, yo, you got this. I know you can make it back to the top. Like, look like that Hormozy guy always talks about his girl. He lost everything. And his girl's like, he's like, yo, leave me. And she's like, no. And now he's a millionaire. And yeah. guess who he's still with his girl, because that was a solid girl. He, is, he can probably have whatever he wants, but he knows if he is as quick as he gained it, he could lose it tomorrow. And who's going to be with him? His girl. Yeah. So the same thing goes like when that just shows you the type of man that Hermosi guys, that's a real man. That's what I believe. That yeah, type of stuff. And, the and that's what I was going to say is they, 
they have no value and commitment, right? So it's like they they judge these girls, but then they choose this these girls. So it's like you have all these judgments on how these girls are gold diggers, but then you clearly are because you're attractive. You know, you're establishing a gold digger in your homes. So what? Yeah, like if you have like like, but that's the thing is that they'll, they'll say all this bad shit, and then they're like doing they're yeah. hanging out with a hang out. Like they're like, oh, these type of girls are low quality girls, and it's like, yo, your your girlfriends are the your, your girlfriends are the low quality girls. Like your girlfriends are the only fans girls. Like bro, like you you talk about the bad girls, but then you go out with and date them. Yeah, and it's like it's not hypocritical. It's just that's really their character. They're, they're saying one thing because it gets views, and they're trying to ride the Andrew Tate wave. Yeah, and then on the other hand, what they really are is that they just care about one thing. It's a physical, and that's cool. Everyone does at one point, but eventually, if you try to have something seriously, the emotional is going to come out, and you're going to like that person or you're not. And if you stay with them because they got a fat ass, then that just shows the character you have. And leading back to just even what we were talking about with you know our belief system, it, it, there's no fulfillment in that life, right? Where you don't, you know, you don't have that commitment, you don't have that relationship established. Where are you when you're 65, 70 years old? You know what I mean? miss out on a lot of stuff like they're, they're building such negative habits because everything's a habit right so if you're used to like, talking to 15 20 girls like that's a dopamine rush right like yeah. you're getting 20 girls to tell you how much they like you they care about you but but the thing is is that okay say so you do get in a, a committed relationship that's not enough dope your your yeah. brain's now addicted to the rush of it so you're building bad habits that are eventually just going to leave you alone because right now you're a young guy and you have some level of money but when you're 60 and because it's YouTube money, right? If you're not investing that eventually, like it might go away one day, right? So if you don't monetize off it now and invest properly now, like when you're 50, 60, 70, you might not have any sort of wealth, right? You might be working a job. Yeah. So, you know, you built up these bad habits and, and you just hung out around trash women because that's what you wanted is the type of girls in the club, the type of girls that are going to come, that are waiting to get invited to a VIP section, the girls that have... OnlyFans accounts. I'm not saying OnlyFans girls are bad, but I'm just saying that those, most of those girls are. Like, I know some that are actually cool girls, but I'm, for the most part, they're trash, right? So, um, yeah, that's just how I feel that they, they're they all just setting themselves up for failure. And it's cool when you're young. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I never hooked up with a bunch of girls. Like, of course. But the older you get, the more you realize, like, do you want to just keep doing this or do you want to have something serious as you get older? Because physically, you're going to fade eventually. Like, I'm in good shape. I'm young, strong, but one day I'm not. So why am I going to sit here and just keep enjoying temporary things yeah. and not building? I'm also 30. Like, I do want kids one day. Like, the older I get, the more I can't work out with my kids like my dad would do with me. And, like, right. that's also yeah. a thing, right? You, don't you want to play soccer with your kid and, like, go do things and my, my, be that fit dad? Yeah, like, my, my dad, man, my dad's 68. I was just in Mexico with him, and he's boxing me, and everyone's like, Yo, you're, you're, how old's your dad? I'm like 68. Like, there's no way my dad's like 50 and he can't even do that. I'm like, my dad was always in shape. My dad always yeah. was able to play sports with me, but that's what I want to do, be able to do with my kids. So like, I see them doing this and I'm like, like, I don't want to be 40 and have my first job. Like, that's yeah. crazy to me. I'm going to be like, people ever think I'm like his grandpa when he's graduating high school. Like, that shit's crazy. Yeah. Obviously, like, that's the goal is to have them at a right age. Like, I feel like now as I get older, I'm in a better place financially, all that stuff. So I can do that, but you know, and then, yeah, it's timing. And it's also like, we live in Miami, so like, it's not really, yeah, the timing <laughs> and not finding a girl from Miami. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's what it is. What is your perspective on problems men and women are facing in the dating world today? Jesus. Uh, that's a list. Um, like being straight up with what you want. Don't conform to what they uh, want you to think. Like, for example, I don't like to party. Um, and I always tell girls this up front. And they're like, me neither. And then after like two months, they're like, yo, let's go out and get drunk. And I'm like, yo, I, I told you I don't, I don't like to party. Like, like, we can go out to a nice restaurant. We can go to like movie. We can go walk around. Like, I, I, I work in clubs. Like, if I go to a club, it's because like not in an arrogant way. I'm getting paid to watch someone. Yeah. So like, I don't want to be in clubs. I hate clubs. Like, if you want to, if we travel to another country, we go to a club and get drunk, fine, I'm cool with it. But like, I don't want to be in clubs. I have to go in all the time anyways. And so a lot of girls will say that like, oh, I don't like to party. I'm not, I don't like to do this, this, this. And they end up liking it. And I'm just my thing is I'm very upfront about who I am and what I want. And like, I think if people are like that, one, you're going to save yourself a lot of time. And two, you're going to at least 
be on the same page of this is what this person wants, this is what that person wants, and then they get together, hopefully. And if not, just move on, you know? Like, I hate to say it. Like, the beginning for me is like almost a, a fucking checklist. And I think that's how it should be because emotionally you're not in love with this person yet. You're just like trying, oh, I like this person. This person's hot. Yeah. Cool. So what does this person want? Because like, I know what I want. Here's what I want. These are non-negotiable things I can change. Like if you don't go to the gym, I don't give a fuck. Like, but if you don't want to have kids, you don't believe in God, like, like those things, those are things like I'm not going to be cool with, right? This is what I believe. This is what I want. What about you? And if they say, oh yeah, like that sounds great to me. It's like, no, like, what do you want? Like not what I want to hear. Yeah. Waste time. Like, cause I, the thing is, it gets to a point where like, I'm just hooking up with a new girl every week because it's like, okay, cool. Like, oh, she's hot. Like we go one day, we have sex. And then like the next day it's like, so yeah, I like to do two C and cocaine. It's like, oh, you're not the girl for me. Bye. And now I just, now I'm just hooking up with girls. Yeah. Like it's cool. But then it gets to a point where it's like, now I'm inadvertently becoming a whore again because every girl is like saying terrible shit. Like, and it's like, damn, it's like, everyone's like, dude, aren't you hooking up with mad girls? And I'm like, I'm not trying to. It's just that they're just like, not and it's no disrespect to any of them like i hate saying like oh this girl's terrible because like they're not it's just that they just she don't wrote box <laughs> yeah like like it's just on my checklist like you're not good for me and that's all it's not a bad thing it's just that like that's it so like i feel bad at this point but at the same time it's just like we live in miami so like i'm, I'm setting the bar of what i expect i guess too high and it's just that it ends up being like a one two week thing and then it's just like all right like yeah we're not right for each other. <laughs> it sounds bad, but it's the truth. Like, but I think also like, Seven, nine, <laughs> yeah, like the two C and cocaine really will get me to run away from me fast. I've been drugged before by a girl. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a first in my life. I, <laughs> this guy needed a bodyguard. <laughs> yeah. Got, and she was very attractive. That was the craziest thing in my life. And I told her I didn't do drugs and she tried to slip an ecstasy in my mouth. In your mouth? Yeah, when making out, she put it in her mouth and then tried putting it in my mouth. Oh. Yeah. Hey, yo. <laughs> it's old. <laughs> Gotta watch out with some of these girls, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I've had some very feminine experiences in my in my Miami tenure. I've been flown out by a girl and I've been drugged by a girl. Flown <laughs> well, out. Yeah, to Europe. <laughs> that's, fr that's Fresh's fault. Mykonos in Spain didn't pay for one thing. Only fans, baby. <laughs> w Arthur, actually, but yeah, cool. Well, leading off of that, um, <laughs> who are your biggest inspirations in your fitness journey? <laughs> Dad is really what messed me up in uh, Dragon Ball Z. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm being serious. This isn't like a cat. My dad was always in super good shape, and when I was a fat kid younger, Every girl wanted my dad. Every girl wanted my dad. And no girls wanted me. Because back then, like, no dad, no people worked out. My dad was ripped. My dad was, like, a fucking tank back then. Like, old dudes didn't, 40-year-olds didn't work out. My dad was, like, the only one. And I was like, damn, I gotta get muscles. And then Dragon Ball Z. Like, be, those dudes were shredded. So, like, that's, that's really what got me in shape. Thoughts on free will. Do we have it? In America? No. No. Not anymore. Hold up, hold up. I think... Free will as a human being. Was the human race given free will? But this is interesting because now you're saying basically America took it away. So I'm going to say this is where I, this is when I learned it. So I was my freshman or sophomore year of college. So like 2012. I think it was my freshman because it's 2012. So freshman year of college, we had this kid from Russia come. Okay. And uh, he said a certain word that we were all like, you can't say that. It's a word that you're not allowed to say. And he looked at us and he goes, isn't this America? I thought you could say whatever you want. And this kid came from Russia. He just moved from Russia. And he's telling us Americans, I thought you guys can say whatever you want. So that's when I started realizing, hmm, this is strange that the communist whose president is a, a dictator is telling us it's crazy that we can't say whatever we want. And it made me really think, like, wow. America is terrible. And now this was 2012. That we're 2024, and it's way worse. Do we? So, yeah. So think about this too. Like, okay, like we're still kind of capitalistic, 
But like at the same time, it's getting harder and harder to just be rich off of a nine to five. Like, oh, yeah. for example, my for this generation to buy. And this, this is all reasons that we're going to a socialism. Like if you go, if you ever go to like a South American country that's predominantly socialist, you'll see a lot of what we already ha- what we're dealing with, but more. Um, for example, when my uncle came back from Vietnam War, he was a high school dropout criminal. He got a job working at a factory in GE. That job in GE paid for him to have his house, have a vacation house, gave him a pension that he retired and lived off of for the rest of his life. Um, and we don't have any of that. If you don't uh, be an entrepreneur, yeah. you won't make six figures yeah. unless you are an engineer or a doctor or a lawyer. You need multiple sources of it's either you need multiple sources of income or you need to have one solid ass job. Right. Um, and I think that's what happened. So we're going towards more of the socialist route and that's why we're having these issues versus 20 years ago, you could have one job, make a decent living. Living didn't have to be six figures, but that living could be 60, 70 grand and it was taking care of everything versus now like, man, 70 grand in Miami is like crazy. Um, so it just goes to show you how bad things have gotten in, in our country. So like free will is really relative. Do you still have the ability to go after and do what you want? Yes. Um, why is America one of the most unhappy places to live in? And I say that because of the amount of drug use in our country versus other countries is because we're not happy. Um, we're not happy because we put our faith in a lot of like physical things, right? Like cars, money, jewelry. We're not happy with our own family. But do you think we have the free will to decide against that? Yeah. Um, I think if, if people were smart enough and actually, I think it's more of a lack of the people don't go outside of the country. So if they, yeah. they see how like this whole movement that was like America's terrible, America's racist, America's only benefits one society, one group, um, go to a third world country. Go see what happens when a person speaks out against the government in a third world country. Go see what real hunger is in a third world country. Then you'll really appreciate how blessed you are because the poorest people in this country are richer than some countries in the world. You don't know what being hungry is like yeah. until you've gone to another country. So I think the biggest problem is, is if most Americans actually saw how bad other countries were, like if, if they don't even need to leave the country, it just shows you how stupid people are. You have caravans of humans going through dangerous areas willing to risk their lives to come into this country. You have people sitting on rafts from Cuba coming to this country. You have people willing to get sold into prostitution to be in this country. So if you think America's so bad, why do you think these people are literally risking everything, their lives to come here? Because it's not. But the problem is, is that the idiots with the loudest voices are telling you how bad it is. And the idiots that are listening are following it and unfortunately we're going down the spiral and like i said at the beginning is that we're the roman empire and we're going the same route as the roman empire yeah. unfortunately yeah well every empire right unfortunately i just hope it's not in our time yeah no i think that's a really great perspective i will argue though at the end of the day i think everyone has a choice to live wherever they want Oh, for sure. Decide what kind of information they, you know, obtain in their head, you know, where, how they want to live. What they- See, that's, that's, that's why it's not true. It really is. So we're having more of that ability because, like, the great thing is, is that fads come around, right? Like, uh, remember Justin Bieber was around and we had, like, the long hair? That was the Beatles. That, that fad came around. I know it sounds yes. weird. Remember when, when I was growing up, people wore basketball shorts down to here. And he used to make fun of my dad for wearing short shorts. Short shorts are in. So thank God it seems that common sense is seeming to come around. Yeah. Um, and well, I guess the, it's, 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 it's easy to say, like, you can see it in other countries. Like, Argentina just voted for their version of Trump. Uh, no one wants to talk about women empowerment, but it's crazy. Italy voted in their first female president ever. Oh, wow. oh yeah, you, don't, you're not, you want to know why you didn't hear? This was a year ago. <laughs> yeah, just so you know, this is not new. <laughs> This was not recent. Yeah, no, actually, I didn't know that. Yeah, of course you didn't because she's not a progressive socialist. She's a Trump. Oh. Yeah, that's why you didn't hear about her. So she's a, actually for her country, yeah. for her people. And it's crazy that people don't want to talk about women empowerment. The first ever president, female president of a country. And uh, no one talks about it because she's like a Trump. Yeah. Well, hopefully she is. His, it's called history because it's who wins. His. His story. 
Yes. So um, hopefully, but like, it seems like common sense coming back around. So I hope we'll see, I guess, next year. My dad said this to me my whole life and he's right. He goes, we have the encyclopedia of everything in our hand and everyone refuses to do some level of due diligence into what could affect their whole lives. And they go off of feelings. Listen, my feelings don't matter what my income matters. That's all I care about. And uh, because my income is going to make me feel better. My freedom is being able to travel the world. Like, that's what makes me happy. So if I have the money to do that, that's all I care about. I don't care who's president. The president that makes my life better financially is the only guy I care. I don't care anything else. If you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be? Damn. Damn. I don't know. I I don't think I've lived long enough to be able to answer that properly. It's my it's every Christian's duty, but like to promote God. So I hope that when I die, people can say whatever they want about me. But if I can say that I positively impacted people to come to God, then that would be cool. No, I think that's beautiful. Yeah. I think uh, I agree with that. I agree with that with myself. Do you have any last thoughts, comments, questions? I was hoping you were going to ask about like single moms. Oh, so I can shit on everyone that talks bad about this one. I went on the Pearl podcast a few weeks ago, and one of the topics that they kept drilling is the problem of single mothers and the problem of this, these single mothers raising these weak Americans, right? And I was trying to make the argument saying, single mothers, but, you know, where, where's the father? You know, they're doing the best they can and so on. So, you know, you've mentioned this before. What are your thoughts on single mothers? I would love to hear the men that call men raised by single moms weak. And I'd love them to say it to my face personally, because I'll beat the shit out of them. Um, I was raised by a single mom. I have three brothers. So four boys were raised by one woman. Um, And all four boys are masculine men. My brother, my oldest brother is married and has a kid and he's doing amazing. He, he's so good at being a father that he got that from my mom, uh, by the way. And me, I, I fought my whole life. I'm physically tough. I, I'm a hard worker because I watched my mom raise four boys, study for her Series 7, which if you don't know what that is, look it up. It's an impossibly hard test. She was raising four boys, studied for her Series 7, which is for being a financial advisor. It's a very hard test. And you have to do like a 90% on like a thousand question test. Or it's probably worse. And she did that. So when I think my life's hard, uh, I just think, oh, man, I'm my mom's son. Yeah. And if she overcame battling ovarian cancer, raising four boys, studying for an exam during the recession, financial job during the recession, yeah. and uh, was finally able to buy her own home after we were evicted as children because my mom was a stay-at-home mom. Um, I love when people say how that – like that to me, like it just shows you how stupid people are because if you grow up with two parents, that's dope. But no matter what, it's so funny. People want to talk about what a woman's role is. And you're like, well, if a woman raises the kid, but that's what you're telling them they have to do is raise the kid. So yeah. oh, my mom raised us. That's hey, guess what? If my dad was in our lives, was my mom was going to be raising us regardless. Yeah. My mom raised four strong boys. Here's the thing. Even if the man got fucked over by the woman, which you chose that woman. So if she's a piece of shit woman, you chose it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're still not going to be around your kids. Like there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no justification that at the end of the day, that's your child. Like, it doesn't matter if the wife, your ex-wife is a piece of shit scumbag. Your children are your children. So you don't want to be in their life. Like, you know what the argument is with that? I'll keep going. They'll say, well, the woman had the choice to have the baby. The man doesn't have the choice. And it's like, I'm going to be a hundred with you. Uh, uh, I, I'm a thousand percent against abortion. So if if a woman, if a woman gets pregnant, I'm not going to tell her anything because yeah. it's, but I'm going to want the kid. It doesn't matter if I just met them or not, but I'm always going to be there for that kid. Like, that's my child. Like, I don't want to hear, like, it's funny how, like, they'll talk about how feminism isn't shit, but then they'll have a response like that. That's a feminist response, right? Like yeah. they chose to have the kid, like, yes. but at the same, aren't you against abortion? Shouldn't you be happy? She chose to have the yeah. kid. Like, like she went into her maternal fucking obligation. So cool. No matter what, like, if you're a man and you have a child, I don't care about what the your ex-wife, your girlfriend, yeah. whoever the baby mama is, like your obligation is that child. Like when you have a kid, your life becomes second. It doesn't matter if you're the woman or the man. Your life is now a secondary life. Your priority is that child. So if you say that ch- women are making men more feminine, 
blame the men because we have feminine men who are clearly abandoning their child because yeah. a, a man doesn't abandon their child. A man will suck it up and be yeah. like, you know what? I hate this bitch, but I, I love my son. I love my daughter. Yeah. And I need to make sure that we have a good home. Even though I hate her guts, I'm not going to disrespect her in front of our kids because I want my kids to grow up and didn't do drugs. I'm not a drug dealer. I'm not a criminal. None of my brothers have criminal history. Uh, what, what other bullshit excuse do they say about that? Like nothing pisses me off more because I was raised by a single mom. Um, and I know that it made me the, I'm the man I am is because of a woman. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I think, that, I think even just you having that ideology and you having that stance shows how well the job your mom did <laughs> in raising a real man, because we need that as a society, females need that and we need men to view, view it like that and to view us in a way where you appreciate how, like we talk about these single mothers, there's, uh, what was this statistic was 8 million in America, single mothers. And it's like, but, it's all, you know? but that's the thing. It's like, it's like, they want to say bad things about like, oh, the mom's raising the kid. It's like, dude, like, so where's the dad at? Exactly. Like you want to blame the mom for everything? Like positive man looks like so that when they're older, they can look up to and be the right man. My son can be the right man. My daughter can look for the right man. It's not about being like, oh, fuck that bitch. You're going to spite your children over a woman. Yeah. That's a very feminine move. Yeah. Because guess what? Men aren't supposed to have feelings. Cool. Right. I agree. So don't let your feelings get away of your actual child. So like to me, like I hate, I just hate when people want to use like the red pill and they switch to the feminist pill. Like, bro, <laughs> you don't want a girl to get an abortion. Why are you saying that? Like, exactly. Exactly. And if they can choose, right, to fix, to fit whatever narrative they want to play. Yeah, it's just like it's, it's shit. Like, like I said, like nothing pisses me off more than like that single mom shit. Cause yeah, I was raised by one. I, my mom survived ovarian cancer for two reasons: God, and she knew if she died, she would. She didn't know what was gonna happen to her children. Yeah. So like, when people are like women aren't that strong. A woman that has to do knows that they they have to take care of their child is stronger than any any man. I don't There's care. Nothing more. Yeah. So like for me, like I just think all that shit's bull. Like for me personally. Um, because I was raised by it. Man, you're gonna get irritated at this one because this one was bad. If we're gonna keep talking about this, Pearl, there was one argument where they were saying how women are more likely to kill their children than their worst mothers, and I was like, "Are you insane?" So, so you know how we were talking about like fake men, um, like this woman, she's just saying stuff because she knows it's gonna sell, and she yeah. probably doesn't believe it because there's no way this girl's that stupid. To where she's like, oh, a woman whose maternal, whose parental instinct is way stronger than a male. My job, if we go back 4,000 years or whatever ago, is to protect you with my life. You and the child. Your job is to raise that child up. Your instinct is a lot stronger to love that child because why? It grew inside of you. Yeah. I'm a guy and I can understand that. If something lived inside of me and grew inside of me. I'm going to fucking yeah. love it more than a man ever could, right? Like, yeah. I could never, I can't even comprehend. When I see a pregnant person, a pregnant woman, I'm like, like, dude, like, how insane Absolutely. is that there's a living thing inside of you? It's so We're going to wrap it up there for this week. Big thank you to our special guest, Arthur. Where thank can you. they find you? Uh, O'Neal Fitness on Instagram. Please like, comment, rate, subscribe. You can find me on every platform at official Tony Square Dino. And we'll catch you guys next week. Uh. All right, God save the queen, man.